on air. There is a correlation with risk, return, and impact, meaning your risk actually goes down if you can show deeper impact in the community, with the women, with the climate. This is On Air by ANZ Institutional. We bring you the latest market-leading analysis and thought leadership from more than 30 global markets, giving you the information you and your business needs to thrive. I would love to learn a little bit more about the genesis of the Orange Bond Initiative. I mean, was part of it to create a little bit more transparency and framework so that maybe other new investors would have a little bit more comfort in what they were investing in? Yes, you know, and I think I'll tell you, I think what what it, the genesis of it really was the fact that we saw that with the whole, um, you know, climate bond and the what was called sustainability, et cetera, um, all of that, um, yes, it took off. Um, so what we were able to show, like if you think about it, not just our, with our bond, but even the smaller investments, um, you know, is the fact that there is a correlation with risk, return, and impact, meaning your risk actually goes down if you can show deeper impact in the community, uh, with the women, in, you know, with the climate, and the fact that you know that you'll get your return, obviously, if the three are correlated. Now, when the orange bond, when we sort of thought of it, there were few things. So one was to show that we're going to have absolutely um, 100% transparency, which frankly was very interesting. Um, you know, our colleague um, who sit on on uh, you know the International Capital Market Association it was very interesting. It actually was organizations like IFC who pushed back. Um, where they didn't want it, um, mm -hmm. you know, the last mile verification, which we do. Um, so the reality is they are, um, you know, again, there are constituencies who are out there. For them, it's a little scary, the, the transparency, right? So, so for us, it really was that we will, and that's our, you know, we have three principles. And that's the third principle, which is really that whole notion of data and transparency, and really showing the correlation between that and how the risk you know, of the investment actually um, goes down. Also, what was very, very important for Orange Bond, um, and, and it's also one of the principles, was um, really giving the global South um, a voice, and again, you know, basically a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. And I say that with a lot of pride, and also I say that with a lot of joy, because the reality is, if you think about it, so far, everything that has been done in the financial markets has been from the global north. Um, and even when uh, there have been conversations about women or even, you know, there's a whole gender lens um, investing, it's all basically women sitting in London or New York or, um, and again, very few women of color. So I think for us, the fact that we can have an initiative, which is called the Orange Bond Initiative, which is representing, we have, 8 billion people in this planet. And it's rep it's representing the voice of over 7 billion, which are you know, the global South. Um, for us, that was very important, right? So that we actually wanted to have that. And all of that, of course, being a part of the financial markets. I think, I think that the reality is the fact that this is really going to be um, global, right? And just really sort of being able to bring in that voice and the verification and the transparency and the representation, oh my goodness, right, uh, from all over. 
Um, and and we also very feel very strongly um, when we say orange again, just to make it clear to the listeners, that's SDG five, um, which is the Sustainable Development Goal for Gender Equality. So we really do see gender as the cross-cutting theme, you know, across the financial products, about across climate, um, and also when we say gender, of course, we mean women, girls, and also the LGBTQ community, because uh, this is about inclusion, and that's what that's what we're doing. Tammy, you, you touched on this a, a little bit before, but how are you sort of as a banker and as an org viewing that sort of shift in demand towards this kind of investing? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing um, really where we're seeing it, particularly, I could say I've seen the biggest change probably during COVID. I think, I don't know if there's been research on this, but from my research, um, I think COVID made us realize how interconnected we are. It really highlighted um, the communities that have and the communities that have not. Um, the struggles that we've seen, probably some of the disadvantaged or marginalized part of our society. And, you know, Doreen mentioned earlier in discussion about um, women uh, probably suffering a bit more than, than men during COVID, whether it's because of the type of work they typically do that either demanded them to work more harder and more hours than ever before, like as in nursing or teaching from home while also then having the, the caring responsibilities for their own children um, or the jobs that they have are more, um, you know, didn't have that same ongoing, they weren't the white collar jobs that had that ongoing employment. So they really bore the brunt um, of COVID. And I think that just also opened our eyes uh, as a society that we have choices. We have choices to make. Uh, and when we walk into a shop, um, we have choices to start reflecting on how sustainable are our habits, are the things that we buy, the things that we consume. And so that has really started to drive change in how big corporates are thinking about their own supply chains, are thinking about the impact that they're having in the community, um, are thinking about how they also invest and give back. So that is a huge change. And also what we discussed a little bit before was the roles that pension funds, superannuation funds are playing where their members are saying, actually, I want my investment dollars having an impact in this world. I don't just want the returns. I want to make sure that that money is actually going for the greater good because now I'm a little bit more aware. And so that's, you know, so you have those two really powerful voices um, you know, the funds managers, as well as the consumer really driving this. And so as a bank, we need to listen. Uh, we need to be able to create the investment vehicles. We need to be able to create um, the financial markets to support this. But what's really important that we've touched on before is that transparency. You know, a real risk is saying that we're doing something and then we find out down the track that actually, you know, it, it wasn't what we thought it was. And that's a real risk to this this type of these type of initiatives, particularly in these you know still generally new or relatively new days for them. I mean, if you think about how long just capital markets have been around, these type of investment vehicles are still quite you know in its infancy. So for me, it's really important to see evolving regulation and evolving transparency, and the coalition of the willing to be transparent. Uh, and making sure that we're, we have the right reporting tools, 
whether it's you know sovereign dictated reporting tools or global accepted principles. Um, but we, I think that that's going to be critical, and I think that's um, what I like so much about the Orange Bond Initiative. It, it's driving that and saying, here's what we stand for. Join us if you're ready for it, um, and you know, go somewhere else if you're not. And then that that gives investors that feeling of certainty that they understand what they're investing in, because that's hugely important. Now, and Tammy, I'm so glad you said that. And, uh, uh, you know, yes, something like um, the Women's Livelihood Bond now, which is going to, obviously our goal is, um, this is going to be $10 billion impacting over 100 million women um, and girls and LGBTQ community in the next few years. So our goal is 10 billion, and I know we can make it. But if you think about it, um, you know, capital markets actually has been around for 800 years, okay? Um, and very unsavory things, as we know, were uh, some of them were commodities, but, you know, we'll, that's another discussion altogether that were that were traded, right, um, on these markets. And, and again, it starts started actually in uh, in Netherlands. And um, what's interesting is I always say that it took 800 years for us to put the first women's livelihood bond in the market. Okay, and again, ANZ was part of it. So think about that. Um, it took 800 years. So now we'll make up for that time, and um, and we will actually in the in the next you know less than 10 years, um, by 2030, we're actually going to be um, basically opening up 10 billion dollars. And the fact that if, even if you think about it, you know, where eight trillion dollars was removed from the sustainable investment again, which were all sort of greenwashing by the investors last year. Um, you know, we all had all our money intact, right? So maybe again, that's one of the things to, for us to remember when we're thinking of risk. We should be thinking of risk, as you said, absolutely through the eyes of transparency and eyes of inclusion, right? Um, the fact that maybe if you're more inclusive, then guess what? That it actually helps reduce the risk. If you're actually helping a community, maybe the community will make sure that the organization actually thrives. So, so it's very, I think it's also for us as a group in the financial markets where we all start, need to start also thinking a little differently, right? And, and sharing that with, with the investors, you know, who are obviously there are trillions of dollars more that can come in the market. So, um, so I think I'm glad, you know, we are, together changing the markets after 800 years and uh, and making it inclusive. So yay for that, you know, with Orange Bond. Doreen, you mentioned uh, the people the series has helped. Um, mm -hmm. uh, how are you seeing the the impact play out at that participant level? You know, women uh, and, and people who have been helped by the, the series over time. Absolutely. So, you know, these bonds are very unique, right? So when they come together, it's um, literally usually about you know five to eight countries uh, where we have entities that are coming together, which is unique in itself. You, know, you don't really usually have you'll have a bond from one country, like you know in Australia, it'll be bond that is from Australia. But this is where we're bringing together, um, you know, basically women from seven eight countries, and. Um, what we have done, so yes, over the years now, it's what it's over 1.3 million women that we have impacted, and this and the stories just are all over. I mean, if you think about it, you know, in India, there's a you know, you have um, I remember this woman, you know, Mala, where basically she she 
had got um, we we worked with this uh, organization that um, produces marigold right for medicinal purposes. And what this allowed was for, frankly, for her to get a job in that organization and be able to educate her family and be able to grow with that. And then on the other hand, we have someone like um, Zeneda in the Philippines who had her own business. You know, she had, um, you know, selling fruits and, and clothing, et cetera. And then COVID hit. So she basically, of course, you know, sort of that business stopped and she became a frontline worker. And um, what she realized was the fact that, you know what, um, this is something that I can actually do for a living, uh, where I can go and immunize people, but also very importantly, I need to help my own family and have um, the ability to have, you know, be, to wash our hands and have a proper latrine, which I know it sounds insane, but trust me, still in most of the world, you know, this is an issue of not having right toilets, right? So I remember it was amazing. I mean, she actually got the loan, um, you know, from the Women's Livelihood Bond, where she actually put a latrine and then she used the rest to basically educate her children. So, um, and this is again, you know, from her learning from COVID and her life changing from that. So you do have this whole range, you know, where you have women who are growing their own businesses, you have women who are getting a livelihood you know, because, um, you know, they're working with now organizations who are growing. Um, and I think what's nice about all of this is also the fact that there are all new components that are coming in. You know, we have another entity who are helping um, larger sized um, organizations where they are, you know, maybe this is, a, these are now the corner stores, which have now, you know, 20 or 30 employees, you know, and, and those are growing. So we do have that spectrum um, that we're working with and we're also doing you know it's very very interesting I um, for us you know some of the new sectors that we're going into so we of course we work in with through the bond through financial inclusion you know agriculture you know very very strong in obviously with the whole the climate angle but we now in the last bond we actually went into uh, low-income housing and our big thing was and it took a long time um, for the team to get them around, but they did and hats off to the team, which is we said that if you're gonna work with us and this low-income housing is uh, project is gonna get off through the Women's Livelihood Bond proceeds, the, all the apartments, which will be you know, going to, um, you know, you're doing the financing for it. We, of course, we have to make sure that people can afford it, but very importantly, it has to be written in the name of the woman. So the woman has to be the asset owner. So I remember it was like, whoa, like, oh, hold on, like, whoa, whoa, right? Um, so it was, it, for us, it was like, well, this is non-negotiable. So, you know, it has to be done. So we just, we do see that, you know, while we are, again, working in the high markets, high financial markets, very sophisticated product, um, it really just goes down to that, you know, that last mile and the last level, right? Um, and some woman now owns an apartment. Um, I would say it's not some few thousand women own apartments uh, because of the women's livelihood bond, which they would have never even thought of, you know, uh, or would have demanded because they didn't think they had the right. So, and now they have it. So I think that's, you know, and that's what um, kind of change and inclusion is all about. Uh, Doreen, I think you might have a, a book on the way. Is that correct? So, yes, I do have a book release. Thank you, Adam. You know, I feel a little, little kind of embarrassed about it, but 
I guess I should be a little bit more. As a, as a matter of fact, the book is called The Defiant Optimist. And, um, and it actually will be coming out in Australia as it's one of the markets. So, um, and it is about basically, um, you know, it's a memoir come the story of finance, you know, doing good. And uh, so all of this weaved in together. So Tammy, you will recognize some situations there very well. I can't um, wait to read it, Tammy. <laughs> and, and, um, ANZ is actually in the acknowledgement, so um, so I'm you know I'm very very pleased that uh, that it you know it'll be there. So um, we actually will be also um, in Sydney, um, uh, a team of us for the Impact Investment Summit, which is happening in March 30th and 31st. So hope to see many of the of the listeners um, there. So a little pitch for our partners there, the Impact Investment uh, Summit. And, um, and we'll be talking a lot more about the Orange Bond. We actually will be talking a lot more about the work we do. Um, and as a matter of fact, NZ will be you know, part of the panel. And then also um, I'll be talking about my book. So you can find out more. I want to uh, talk about the future. Um, the podcast is uh, for International Women's Day, of course, and the theme this year is Embracing Equity. Um, how does the ongoing future of this series continue to drive the kind of equity that we all want to see? Tammy, maybe I'll start with you. Sure. I mean, I'm encouraged by this year's IWD theme of embracing equity. I think it's important. It's saying let's not just sit back and, and perhaps think it inside our head, but let's, let's actually lean in and do something to drive that equity in our society. Um, and I think that's what we need to, where we need to get to. And I think what what the five women's livelihood bonds have done is exactly that. And, you know, we've just heard during share stories um, from women that were directly impacted because they didn't think that they had a right to necessarily ask for it for some of these things like um, a clean toilet or like a roof over their head that they can count on or a safe place to work. You know, they, in some cultures, you know, it's, it's not even on their like register to dream for it because they're so marginalized. And I think we're now, we're in 2023, um, you know, the sustainable development bonds were assigned 2015. We're almost to the end at 2030. I mean, the time is really now to not just sit back and hope that these things solve themselves, but actually really embrace it and do something. And, you know, we're seeing investors, they want to take part. We're seeing um, consumers want their investment dollars and, you know, citizens to really do something meaningful, whether it's their own volunteering or their dollars going a further way to drive um, this equity. So I'm really encouraged about how far we've come, this partnership between A and Z and IIX. And I think, you know, there's so much more to go. Uh, you know, Doreen mentioned the goal. Um, that's quite ambitious. How much was it, Doreen? One billion? Ten, ten billion. Ten billion. And a yes. hundred million live Women. impacted? Yes. Yep. And I think that's exactly that's exactly the type of goal. I mean, you think about it: 100 million uh, women impacted, and you think about how many women are billions of women are there. So, really, this should be extremely achievable. And when you have people like Doreen and her team at IAX, and the phenomenal support that we've had from you know, various governments, including Australian government as well as the U.S. government and others, really say, actually, we also want this. That to me is exactly what embracing equity means. It's about actually doing something, not just talking about it. Now that was that was so well said, Tammy. And it's just, um, and you're absolutely right. I think this is uh, 
and especially on International Women's Day and uh, frankly for the whole month, um, you know, we need to be celebrating um, the men and the women um, who are enabling, you know, for this ecosystem to, to come together and make Orange Bond possible, um, the initiative. So I would actually request for the listeners, um, if I can just sort of give some concrete things to first and foremost, you know, if you are someone who have um, a role in the market, you know, if you have some money, you're investing, et cetera, you know, ask your, ask your financial planner, ask your banker, um, hey, you know, have you heard of this Orange Bond Initiative? And um, if not, Google it, you know, and just, just go and, and become a part of it. And then really ask to buy, um, you know, the Women's Livelihood Bond 6. So, which is, you know, I, again, that'll be also another orange bond, which will be out in a few months. So um, I have to put in a pitch there and it'll be hundred million. So there'll be plenty to go around. So, um, you know, you absolutely should be talking about it. And you, um, again, as the listener, sign the pledge, you know, go to the, you have to I go, can go to the IX global website and just sign the pledge. Be one of the, you know, right now we have, again, over 70,000 signatures you know, be one of them and show that support that we can actually be inclusive and, and be a part of all this. So, um, and I really hope to, um, you know, be working with all of you and, uh, and hope to deepen our fantastic friendship and relationship with ANZ, who has been absolutely awesome. So thank you very, very, very much for all the support and, and belief. You guys really believed in everything. So, so thank you for that. That was On Air by ANZ Institutional. Be sure to like, follow or subscribe to hear more. This podcast is intended as thought leadership material. It is not published with the intention of providing any direct or indirect recommendations or to influence any person to make a decision in relation to any financial product or class of financial products. It is general in nature and does not take account of the circumstances of any individual or class of individuals. For further information, please refer to the full disclaimer at institutional.anz.com.